I'm a little bit concerned about uh, winter home prices uh, this year and coming in until next spring because of mortgage rates being so high. Welcome back to part two of our conversation about the U.S. housing market and the economy in 2023. In this episode, our host, May Claire, will continue talking to CoreLogic Chief Economist Selma Hepp about what we can possibly look forward to in 2024. If you missed part one, I do recommend going back and catching up on last week's episode where we talked about what happened in the housing market in the U.S. economy over the course of the year. Okay, so we're seeing lots of baby boomers buying new houses. We're seeing the lock-in effect still being an issue. We're seeing if you're buying a house, it's going to be 60% higher than it would have. You pay 60% more than you would have before. We're seeing rentals stabilize a little bit, but some areas have had massive increases. Miami being one of them, 50%, which I can't, it makes my brain explode. Um, New construction is at an all-time high that we haven't seen in a while. So now the year is coming to a close. What do what do we think is going to happen? Like, what does the what does the future look like as we go into 2024 <laughs> for the housing market? I think what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of this year didn't really happen. Where do you think we're going to go? Yeah, so probably I'm going to be wrong on everything that I said <laughs> <laughs> because who knows how 2024 is going to unfold. But sure. so far, the way things are looking, because basically, you know, we always just based our our expectations on what's currently what's the mm-hmm. layout of the land, and so mortgage rates are at 23 year high, so they're really okay. constraining uh, sales and inventory, like demand and supply, right? So yeah. as a result of that, I think we. We are still expecting to be uh, really low in terms of home transaction, in terms of home sales, at least on the existing side. Our forecast has a slight increase, like 4% increase in home sales. Um, But but again, that's not all necessarily from, this is for total home sales. This is not just existing. This may be partially uh, substituted by new home sales, right? So in essence, flat uh, home sales activity. Um, you know, we do think that mortgages eventually at some point next year, middle of next year, will start uh, gradually declining. And that will help uh, bring more buyers in and also mm-hmm. release some of that lock-in uh, uh, effect that, that we have. And so um, years after 2024, we definitely do see housing market improving in a sense that okay. it will keep growing. A whole number of home transactions will keep increasing. Um, okay. Now, now m- high mortgage rates at the moment, what they're doing is they're really challenging home price growth. Uh so what was interesting this year with home prices is that, you know, we, we left the year 2022 with home prices declining. Mm-hmm. And that that decline bottomed out at the beginning of this year. And, we, you know, when as, uh, buyers rushed in earlier this year during the spring home buying season, um, mm-hmm. there were more buyers than there were sellers. And so that was put pressure on home prices. And in fact, home prices have grown some 5% just in a few months from the yeah. bottom in February till August of this year, they've gone, they've gone up. So as a result of that, uh, you know, when we look on a year over year basis, and that's something that gets most frequently reported in media, like what's a year over year change in home prices, we're likely to continue to see increases in home prices, basically because of the base effect. Because what are we comparing to? We're comparing to that low at the end of 2022. So, and we've had 5% growth so far. So, 
anyways, but, but, you know, I do think that I'm a little bit concerned about, uh, winter home prices, uh, this year and coming okay. in until next spring because of mortgage rates being so high. So we may see on a monthly basis some declines in home prices, right? We may see yeah. decline or just leveling off, like, like steady plateauing of home prices. Um, because it's, it's for those sellers that are out there right now, they're likely out there because they need to sell and they may discount, right? They may discount to meet the buyer demand. And, and so that would lead to some of that slight decline. Although, you know, again, on a year over year basis, I think we're likely to see about 4% price appreciation this year. Mm-hmm. overall for the year uh and four percent next year so that okay. that's what we have in our forecast so you know unless something crazy happens and there was a lot of crazy this year right I mean, it's <laughs> even now uh you know and and so you know when you look at geopolitical risks you look at uh, uh, oil prices because oil prices what the concern is that um you know oil prices will put pressure on agricultural products so food as well and and you will see a reacceleration of inflation what does that mean it means fed stays higher for longer <laughs> means right. mortgage rates yeah. higher for longer right so yeah. so that's the that's the wild card or you know something we to keep an eye out for before we end this episode in the 2023 season let's take a break and talk about what's happening in the world of natural disasters CoreLogic's Hazard HQ Command Central reports on natural catastrophes and extreme weather events across the world a link to their coverage is in the show notes In late October, the Pacific saw a historic storm make landfall in the greater Acapulco area in Mexico. CoreLogic estimated insurable losses from wind damages were between $10 and $15 billion. However, financial impacts incurred by private insurance markets are likely to be lower than the total insurable modeled loss. Hurricane Otis is still notable for its sudden development that surprised meteorologists. The storm increased to a Category 5 hurricane within 24 hours, becoming the strongest tropical cyclone on record to affect the Mexican state of Guerrero. Then, another record storm broke out. This time, though, it was on the other side of the pond. Storm Kieran, also known as Emir, which was classified as a weather bomb as it approached Europe, set new meteorological records. The storm raced along the English Channel, traveling through northwestern France and southern England into the Low Countries. Although an intense storm with severe winds and heavy rainfall, CoreLogic said it does not expect insured losses across the region to be material. Hurricanes don't exist in isolation. New research from CoreLogic has found that zip codes that have had at least one 104 degree Fahrenheit day since 2000 are more impacted by severe convective storms and cyclones. Inland flooding risk also jumps in these areas. Since extreme heat partially drives these storms, it is notable that the 10 warmest years on record have all occurred since 2010. To learn more, a link to the white paper is in the show notes. Before we finish our episode though, we wanted our listeners to know about an upcoming event in January where they can meet some of our experts, including May Claire, in person. I'm Garrett Gray, and I'm standing here at the Fairmont in Austin, and I can't wait to see you at Interconnect 2024. Interconnect is where the insurance restoration industry comes together to solve tomorrow's problems today. So come on down to Austin, make sure you have a seat at the table because we need your voice. There's not one group or company that can tackle these problems alone. It's all of us coming together to focus on the lives beyond the buildings. Register today and I'll see you in Austin.
Simley, you you are not a fortune teller. You are an economist. So we do we do appreciate that view. Um, and thank you for doing this recap with us today. This is this has been great to kind of recap kind of where we came throughout the year. Uh, this year went by incredibly fast. I think many people will agree with that. And just to see kind of how things evolved. So um, I am not a fortune teller, but if I had to predict one thing, it's that you're going to be back soon again on this podcast <laughs> in, in season four. So thank you so much, Selma, for joining us today on Core Conversations, a CoreLogic podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Mikler, so much for having me. It was such a pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to our next meeting again on this podcast. Sounds great. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Jesse Devenins, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, our facts guru Erica Stanley, and social media duo Sarah Buck and Michaela Brooks. Tune in next time for another Core Conversation. You still there? Well, thanks for sticking around. Are you curious to know a little bit more about our guest today? Well, Selma Hepp is CoreLogic's chief economist. Selma leads the economics team, which is responsible for analyzing, interpreting, and forecasting housing and economic trends in real estate, mortgage, and insurance. Selma frequently appears on local and national radio and television programs and has been widely quoted in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and many industry trade publications. She also regularly contributes to the CoreLogic Intelligence blog, where you can read her work at corelogic.com forward slash intelligence.